Big Talk Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Hold on. The Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. And you gotta be watching this on YouTube to get the full effect. Hell yeah. These are not the droids we're looking for. <laughs> If you're a Star Wars fan, you should get that. All right, so since Chris didn't say it, welcome to our super spooky Halloween spectacular part three season of The Witch. Hey, Greg, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to take the mask off. All right, hold on. <sighs> Woo! There we go. There we go. I thought the Midnight Express was coming to the ring there for a second with that song. <laughs> Hell yeah, Midnight Express. So guys, we're going to do something a little bit different as soon as Greg becomes untangled. I don't know what he's doing over there. Uh, I'm ready. We got uh, some music. We got some movies. We got some candy. We got some surprises. We got a lot of things going on in this super spooky, spectacular season three of The Witch. Ooh, you said it right at there least. There we go, baby. Let's go ahead and do some business so we get Let's started. Let's do some business. You know, the last couple of episodes, I've really fucked this up. I'm going to do it right now. TikTok and Instagram. At BigTalkCG.podcast. You guys can see everything you need to see right there. Um, get our link in our uh, Instagram bio. Go to our link tree. That's where you can find us on YouTube. The Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. That's Greg with three Gs. One in the front, two in the back. Get it, yeah. baby. Yeah. Search us up there. Subscribe, like, comment. We get back to everybody. We're on Twitter at BigTalkCG. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. For your long-winded complaints or letters of love, baby. All right. Hey, guys, if you don't know, this is a ministry. Uh, Every day is Halloween. Uh, Great, fun song. Ministries out of Chicago. um, An industrial metal band. Um, Definitely fun. Definitely interesting. Definitely when ministry first came out of their first, you know, incarnation of what their band was. They were definitely an original synth pop outfit, which is obviously you're hearing today. This isn't the sound that Ministry has as of today, how they're kind of going to more thrash, more industrial type metal and rock, but they've definitely had different sounds and they tried some different things. This is from the beginning of their career. I love this song. I have a lot of friends that love this song. So to all my friends out there who love this, Ministry every day is Halloween. Some of us believe it, some of us don't. Every day is Halloween. Woo! I hated this song. I do not like it. And let's just send it out there. Greg said, I, uh, Greg's going to put on the playlist. He said, and what anybody else would do. You're going to put on the playlist, you're going to put on everything you like. I don't care what anybody else thinks. 
So we're going to get a lot of varied opinions, but you know what? We all can agree that Halloween is one bitchin' holiday, and from our childhoods, no comparison. Maybe Christmas, depending on how you're crewing, but Halloween was one of those things you always look forward to as a kid. Uh, and when I first saw this on the playlist, I was like, okay, ministry, awesome. I'm going to hear some freaking industrial thrash right now. And then I heard this, and uh, I didn't know what to think. I think I almost threw up in my mouth. Um, I don't know. Whenever you're ready to go to the next one, Greg, we can go. Yeah, uh, I got to say, you know, Chris, this is definitely one of those, to me, fun songs that ministry had in the beginning of the career. I think they were trying to find out who they were. So I think that's what they kind of came out with a fun type song. But they love Halloween. We love Halloween. Everybody loves Halloween. Welcome to spooky season. Hit me with the next song, Chris. Woo, yeah. We're going back to the 80s metal style. Um, This is called Grim Reaper. Name of the song, See You in Hell. Yeah, dude. Now, this is right up our alley on the Big Talk podcast. And when I saw Grim Reaper on the playlist, I was super excited. A band that kind of uh, came and and really just kind of came and went. And, you know, especially in their heyday, this was really kind of their debut album was really their high point. But listen to that, dude. Great. That's great stuff. You know, Grim Reaper is definitely a British heavy metal band. Um, and this was on their debut album from 1979. See you in hell. Yeah, dude, I love it, dude. I couldn't get enough of this. I must have listened to this song three or four times. Oh yeah, baby. That chorus is killer, dude. Hey, I got to give it up. So a few weeks ago when I was trying to decide on what to do for Halloween, because Chris usually lets me take over and kind of program the Halloween episode, I was like, I don't know what to do. And my buddy, or our buddy, Eric Perkins, we were, I was cranking some music, and I forgot what band I was playing. And he goes, hey, man, you should, Halloween's coming up. Maybe you should play, like, some Halloween or some Grim Reaper, some Raven, some, uh, you know, Venom. And that really started my thought on what I wanted to present to Chris for this episode. So thank you, Eric Perkins. You always rock, and you always know what to say, man. I was actually a little bit surprised that there was no Halloween on here. That's <laughs> like I thought that would have been the first song, but hey, you know, maybe next year. Maybe next year I'll do the playlist, and we'll see no. what happens. Is this still my time? Yeah. I get to program it. Um, you we'll know. take a vote. Big Talk Nation, let us know. If you want to hear more of Every Day is Halloween by Ministry, or you want to hear more shit like Grim Reaper, let us know. <laughs> I would love to take that poll. Come on, Nation. Bring it on. Go ahead and go to the next song, Chris. All right. This next band is from Los Angeles. It's called Lizzie Borden, an American heavy metal band. Um, kind of uh, the heyday, or they started in 1983. Um, this is from their EP called Give Them the Axe. And this is the same song title, Give Them the Axe. So this was a four-song EP, Chris, that was released. Uh, this is great stuff. Lizzie Borden, one of those bands that just does not get everything they deserve. Um, were they super spectacular? No, but they really kind of out of that 80s glam, Hollywood 80s glam, which is kind of finite if you think about it. They were one of those bands that really came out with that imagery. They were almost like, um, 
They continued on what Motley Crue did early into the later half of the 80s. Yes. I think they started doing uh, mid-80s, 85 or so, 86. Uh, they kind of really started with that stage show presentation, which was really their bread and butter. Vocals are amazing. The guitar playing is amazing. Uh, the whole Lizzie Borden shtick is great. Uh, everybody knows who Lizzie Borden is. Killed, I believe, her husband and child or whatever with an axe. And uh, Love it, dude. Uh, you don't get more rock and roll than that, I guess you could say. No, and this is definitely fun. Uh, like I said, thank you, Chris, for remembering like, the, uh, the heyday of the 80s in the horror theme heavy metal bands. And this was one of them. This is one of those bands that I remember being a kid and looking at the country club here in Reseda, Lizzie Borden was playing, or Gazzari's, or the Whiskey, you know what I mean? Lizzie Borden. And they were selling out at the time. I think they ended up on Metal Blade Records, or Enigma was another one of those. And uh, they made a record or two, but didn't really Listen to that. Didn't conquer it worldwide. And I think that was their maybe downfall. But whatever, I think they're still around today, in a sense. I think, yeah, and, in a sense. And, you know, they, I think they do more festivals, like the European and stuff like that, man. But yeah, listen to some of these jams, man. I go, you're right, clean vocals, and the guitar work is very good. Double acts, but like these guys were not, you know, no Glenn Tipton and KK Downing style uh -huh. twin acts. But, you know, they had it for what it's worth. This is definitely cool. Definitely love it. If you get a chance, man, take a uh, listen to Lizzie Borden. This love is it. part of their EP, but they did have some other stuff that you might want to check out, man. And um, I love the name of the song, Give Them the Axe. Yeah. It's such an imagery of the history of Lizzie Borden as a person from the history. Uh, <laughs> great play on words. I, I am not surprised we just listened to that whole song, dude. I saw it on the playlist. I was like, oh, yeah, that's sweet. Can't wait. All right, so this next artist is called Leatherwolf, um, an American heavy metal band formed in 1981 from, they were based out of Huntington Beach, California, Orange County. So, like, at this time that they were coming around, Chris, did you know bands like Metallica, Slayer, and a band called Witch, along with Leatherwolf, were all from Huntington Beach, Orange County, and they were all trying to make it here in Southern California or L.A.? And, you know, of course we know Slayer and Metallica rode that wave to stardom. And those bands are now immortaled as thrash gods. But this band, Leatherwolf, was somewhat decent in the time for LA, LA streets. You know yeah, what I mean? they really, Diamond Wolf, or excuse me, I said Diamond Wolf, Leatherwolf, because I was going to say, they remind me of bands like Diamond Head that had you know diamond head or even like a blue oyster from that 70s sound that had that he early heavy metal sound where the guitars were heavy um the choruses were sing along they weren't in your face they didn't get too crazy but they were like heavier than anything else you heard you know you when you think of the 70s you think about metal and rock you think a lot about like Zeppelin and you know Black Sabbath. This was something that was totally different. If you go back and you listen to Diamond Head, which I think any metal fan should listen to, and if you haven't listened to Diamond Head, you're missing out because basically they were the inspiration for Metallica. Metallica is Diamond Head like Metallicified basically, yeah. and Leatherwolf is carrying on that Diamond Head tradition. 
and this is a great song, a great band that should have gotten to be more than they were. Love it, dude. Love this song. Uh, Leather Wolf, or should we say Leather Wolf? Awesome. I lo- yeah. Great, dude. I, I can't get enough of this. Listen to that guitar, baby. I know we didn't didn't say the name of the song. It's called The Calling. Uh, they definitely had a video in 1987 or on MTV, and it was getting some airplay. Let's say it that way. And uh, you know their nickname for this band, Chris, was called the Triple Axe Attack. I love it. They had three guitarists ripping it through, man. So I remember same thing. Very popular. They they either were headlining or they were like the second acts, mm-hmm. the second act to headline. Like it was Leatherwolf and Lizzie Borden. Second acts, triple acts. Yeah, love it. Definitely cool. Definitely good. All right, dude. Hey, you ready to move on, dude? Do a little, uh, do a little change up right here. Yeah, let's do a little change. Let's up. do it, guys. We hit you with some rock. We hit you with some metal. Now we're gonna do a little something. Look at Greg reach down there. What do you got, Greg? You know, for this holiday magical day of Halloween episode three, um, I d- I went in and um, got us a called the Family Fright Night game box from Red Vine Licorice uh, Company. Um, me and Chris are gonna unveil this right now. We're gonna open it up. Um, we're not sure on what's inside. But uh, we're going to find out what's going on. And we wanted to share it with our audience, our nation, that you know what's going on. So once again, Red Licorice doing Family Fright Night Game Box. And here we go. There we go. Let's do it. You ready, Chris? I'm going to open it I'm up. Ready. I'm going to pass ready. them out. And then, you know, we'll, I'll pass it to you on some of the things. All right. Looks like we're opening up. And it looks like it's actually a game box itself. We're going to do a little hitting. It looks cool. Just a little instructions. Uh, all right, we're gonna start off, Chris. You know me and you. Are oh yeah, cool? you're blocking your camera a little bit. Let's all move right. that back. There we go. Perfect. All right. You know, Chris. Uh, these guys definitely know how to know us, and they gave us a couple of cups. Oh, we need something to put in those, dude. We need something. To, let me what? see that. Let me see I'm that. I'm gonna have one of those for you. Embrace your punch, sour punch. Look at that. All right. Embrace your punch. All right. The next thing I'm opening up, Love and uh, this is actually Red Vine's twist. They give us pumpkin spice. Oh, wow. Ooh. Pumpkin spice. Something we've never Licorice. tried before. No. Yeah. So. Now, are we going to take everything out, or are we going to open this show? I'm opening it up. I ain't going to wait. I ain't going to yeah, ask. Yeah, no, no. Don't wait. Open it up, man. I don't have time to wait. Oh, if they're stuck together... It's one piece. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Let me uh, let me try one. Oh, what's this? There you go. What's this? What's this? All right, cool. All right, we got a couple of bracelets here. Hopefully, we'll figure out how to put them on. Start it. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go, Chris. There hit, you the go. Knob, hit the knob in the front. I might be able to use this for something else. <laughs> okay, what else you got? Wait, how, how do you get it to work? Oh, wait, yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, flick the switch. There you go. Flick the switch. I did. Let's see. There you go. I saw something. There you go. There we are. All right. Bracelet. Boom. Hey, this isn't bad. It's not terrible. Could it, be better, though. 
know what I mean? At first you're like, yeah, that's really good. And then you start eating it and you're like, it's okay. Okay. All right, I'm going to hand you one of those. We'll show it. From uh, Sour Punch, Bats and Pumpkins, Scary Size, uh, Bone Chilling Berry Oozing Orange. Little oh. miniature. What? Not bad. There it is right fun. there. Totally cool. They did give us... There you go. And guys, if you if you're listening to this on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you guys got to get over to YouTube, subscribe, uh, take a look at the episode. It's our Halloween episode. You guys can see everything we're unboxing. You guys can see everything we're trying. You can see the opening of the show. Those are not the droids we're looking for. All that kind of stuff. You can see what we're doing here. Go over to YouTube, the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. That's Greg with three G's, one front, two, two in, in the back. back. Get it, baby. All right. We even got a lollipop. Uh, Chris, what color did you get? I got orange. All right. I got grape, which is cool. Always good. Fun. Grape is a color. Grape is a color. As a kid, what color did you get? I got orange. I got grape. Uh, okay. now, let's try this out. Mm. Sour Punch Bats and Pumpkins. Scare size. Bone chilling berry and oozing orange. Hmm. They're actually all right. The orange one's better. Orange one's better? The orange one's better. I you know here's the thing. I think orange is the most underrated candy flavor. Skittles, orange is the best. It's not even close. People say red, people say purple. Orange is the best. I've tried them all for years. All right. Sounds good. Uh next item up from the box, uh sour punch spooky straws. Now with this one, uh it comes with apple, grape, and tangerine. So they don't have to give us the orange. They gave us the t -t -t tangerine. All right. It's one of them? My uh, Sour Patch, they're done. Yeah, it was just a little, uh, you know, trial size, Chris. There ain't no big sizes for that. Try these out. I'm going to open mine so you can keep uh, yours for the entrance. <laughs> Those two. <laughs> All right. So we get some straws. Let me Here's see. that lollipop right there. Let me see some tangerine, Chris. Definitely sour. Definitely good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Better than the Sour Patch. Okay. Although it's probably the same thing. The grape is better. The grape is better with the rope. Mm. I'm still going after that licorice, man. Shit's good. They gave... Sorry. They gave us a toy, like a little... Throw on the Don't wall. choke, man. I know. A little like throw on the wall type of splat thing. I love it, dude. I'll play with that all day. There you go. You know where I'm going to slap it against. What else you got? They gave us another Red Vines candy. Candy corn flavor this time. Oh, let's go. I let's know, right? go. <laughs> that one looks pretty good. But you know, like... From this box, Chris, we're, you know, what we're trying and we're doing stuff. This is kind of stuff that you like because you like stuff that you don't normally get. Mm -hmm. You want stuff like during Halloween, I want some Halloween stuff. During Christmas, I want the Christmas stuff. Yeah. Not like we can get this every day type of ordeal. I could, as soon as I opened it, I could smell it, the candy corn. Yeah. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Sorry for all the chewing noises, but that's what we're doing. We're chewing. Yeah. I'll give you two? Yeah. All right. It was two of everything. All right. Now, uh, we're finishing up the box. Um, We're going to start off. I believe this is if you do a carve a pumpkin, they give you a spoon. And it does have red vines on there. So cool. I think I said red licorice on there, but I mean red vines is the company that uh, produced this box and we're showing and enjoying. So this looks like a um, jack-o'-lantern, spooky red vines uh, kind of spoon. I love the spoon. Cool. Uh, The next, they gave a puzzle. So that's puzzling. It's uh, how to play Dare Monster Madness. And they give a little puzzle. You know, it's like it's a 20, 25 piece puzzle set for the family. That's the thing. This is a family fun pack type set. If you want to hold on to that one or whip it open. Oh. <laughs> and you don't then, have to say that twice. And then, well, because the box, and I'll show everybody again, is a game box, um, they kind of did, uh, looks like a game. If anybody can see that one, I'll do a little up on the side. And this time they gave us some stickers and a roll of a dice. Oops. Uh, a roll of a dice and like some uh, tombs to like market the box and stuff like that. Stickers. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Yeah, dude. It's a good time. That's a good little box. Looks like shoots and ladders. It kind of does like a shoots and ladders type of, of game. Okay, cool. And it does give instructions on the side. So now that we're done opening up our Red Vines Family Fright Question. box. Yes. When I go to the dentist and I have cavities, uh, can I charge it to the business account or what? Uh, yes, you can. Okay. All right, ma'am. Is there any more candy? Yes. Dude, I got now, some. I love what's going on right here. All dude. right, good. I got hey, all, all, uh, all the candy right just here. Just to let you know, um, over the past three episodes, this is part three, Chris has always said something he loved. I got two things that you love, Chris. Are you ready for your personal love items? Oh, my God. My wife's here. Yes, that doesn't count. <laughs> I went in and I found Neko's. I love Neko's, one of my favorite candies of all time. That's for you, my buddy. Neko's, it was... If you listen to Chris, we, you know, we talked about kids when we were candy when we were kids. Chris said he always loved Neko's. So this year I was shopping for our Halloween treats and I found one and I go, this is perfect for Chris. I haven't been bringing them over on the Halloween episodes. These are Neko's right here, guys. Yeah. Little sugar candy wafers, man. A whole bunch of different colors. And I don't know if you guys can see that right here. There you go. There you go, baby. Love it. I'm gonna eat this whole thing by the end of the show. There Guaranteed. Go. go, baby. And also, I brought Chris one of his favorites and one of the mem- memory. Sorry, one of the returning favorites for Chris are Tootsie Fruit Chews with all the flavors. You know, Chris loves. I his love the Tootsie f- Roll flavors. Come on, Chris. You I love it. The, you gonna do the Tootsie Roll for me, Chris? I'll do it for you later. <laughs> cool. Show you the Tootsie Roll. Does this have vanilla? Vanilla's blue. It should. Yes. This one, guys, is my favorite right here. The blue. All right. What else we got? Is that it? No. Are you kidding? No, I don't. Is that it? Um, Mm. 
Chris is going to a sugar coma, but we're not done yet. So we also got, because it's part three, season of the witch, we also got Smarties. But these aren't usual Smarties. These are giant Smarties. So along with the Neckos, we got giant Smarties. Go. You can have that one, baby. You know, Greg, no matter how many of these you eat, it does not going to help. <laughs> Making you smart. What else we got? Some of my favorite I'm things. I'm like, what else? What else? Let's go. Yeah, I got a few more. Some of my favorite things I like to bring for um, us and the interns, and I always find them. Uh, they're my kids' favorite. They're, they're cool. I like them through the holidays because you get different things. Is also one of my favorite, Nerds Rope, and this is called Spooky. Um, yes, I did bring one for me and Chris, and then I got some for our interns too. Uh, so you can have that one. I love how you say that just in case because the interns are on vacation right now. Just in case they – well. Not in case when they watch the episode, they're going to be like, where's all my damn candy? <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to the episode editor. Dude. We're going to edit all this shit out. I like that. I like that. You know I'm a big um, Monster Mash cereal um, thing where I just love um, the the cereal. So Frankenberry, um, Boo Berry, all the other good stuff. This year I found out that they did gummies. So we're looking at, I just brought some of these for the family to hang out. Uh, they're little small packs. I found them um, in the store. It's kind of cool. Uh, they're called Monster Mash Gummies. Uh, little one-ounce thingies. They're pretty good. Uh, they got good fruit flavors to it. And, you know, they're supposed to have natural fruit stuff in it. So we'll see. And then also, um, you know me and our usual tradition. These, you know, some of these you have to have traditions. And one of them is always bring candy corn because that's part of our family stuff that we definitely love if you didn't have candy corn i would have killed you i know last year i think i brought the candy pumpkins so well didn't i know they're the same thing but i love the candy pumpkins the best no same thing i i know but sometimes i don't like to bring the same things over and over and over candy pumpkins no i don't i'm about to get all cracked out yeah (laughs) those candy pumpkins (laughs) candy candy pumpkins (laughs) So I did drink some candy corn. We can keep this here for the, everybody. Oh, so man. hopefully the interns will get to try it. Hopefully so, there'll be some left. Yeah, hopefully there'll be some left. Mm. And last but not least, I brought traditional red vines. Rambo better not choke on that. Traditional red vines. Uh, original red. Um, to me, it's classic. You got to have red vines. You don't have what is the other one they have? The better one, the the um black. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The other brand of licorice that people love. If you're referring to Twizzlers, yeah, Twizzlers. Which is, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I don't consider it licorice. Oh, okay. No. All right, cool. Twizzlers are different, but I prefer black over red. I like black licorice myself because I'm definitely a Jägermeister fan, so I kind of like that black licorice thought. The uh, candy corns are half gone. That's fine. Uh, red vines. All right, guys, that'll conclude our uh, opening our family fright family box game box from Red Vines Company. Uh, thank oh, yeah. you very much. Um, I saw it online. I decided to buy it. Wanted to open up in front of 
Um, you guys are big talk the nation. The world, the bad yeah, big talk nation, knowing. Um, and Halloween, I usually like to do something special for Chris. I like to do something for the interns. I like to just bring different uh, things to our table, which definitely our table is full of candy, and we're going to be jumping off the rolls soon. But <clears throat> what can we happen on that one? All the all right, candy, baby. baby. Um, why don't you bring me on to some music? What else do we have going on? All right, let me get all the stuff out of the way. All right. I got... Neko, I got candy. Hold up, I need some more candy corn while I'm operating. Homeboy. Right there. Let's go over here. Candy's everywhere. All right. You ready? Let's see if we yes. got this right. Let's go. Hold up, we just played that. Let's go. All right. Hold on. Who you can hear the smacking? Metal Church. Watch the children pray. You know, Metal Church was a band that started in the Bay Area too, Chris. 1980. So, did you know they relocated to Aberdeen, Seattle? Or Aberdeen, Washington? Aberdeen? Is it Aberdeen? All right. Aberdeen. That's where uh, Kurt Cobain grew up. Aberdeen. And they were part of the heavy metal scene. In the 1980s. I did know that, actually. All right, good. Yeah. Um, they were... I always thought they were from Seattle. Because I moved over there. I kind of migrated that way. Because everything's kind of a small town, coastal town. So if you're going to make it big anywhere in Washington, it's going to be out of Seattle. So. Okay. Olympia, too. Olympia had a good punk scene as well, which is where I'm from. But Seattle's the place you wanted to be. The name of the album is called The Dark. Uh, the name of the song is called Watch the Children Pray. Um... I think this is one of their slower songs, but definitely was a good song that I wanted to bring to Chris and and have it on there. Um, well, sorry, I was chewing Neckos. I tried to talk. You, you know, Halloween, you sometimes you got to bring up those songs that maybe you have a little bit more creepiness to them or a little more like, what does that mean? Watch the children pray. Who's watching? What are we watching? Why are they praying? It's a little bit off center. You know, it's a little bit off. You know, mm. that's what you want to hear during Halloween. So, man, I think that's great, great choice on this song, man. Did, so, you, did you know? Out of the first five songs, Greg, you're four for five in my book. All right. Four for five. That's good if you're playing baseball. Do you play baseball? Yes. Because I swing it. Yeah. Don't get it confused with pocket pool. Go ahead. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, did you know Metal Church did tour with Metallica on this album? And that's how they got airplay too, is they were really known. This was like their second album. And, you know, from the Bay Area, Metallica really liked these guys and they took them out. Um, do you remember when James got burned from the pyro? Yep. They asked the. We, we talked about that on our. Uh, I think we talked about that on our Metallica episode. Yeah. They, they asked the guitarist for Metal Church to take over for James while he was healing. On, on stage. So James just concentrated on his singing, you know, and had his arm in a sling, and then they had a, the guitarist from Metal Church to cover for James, even though, uh, like, Metal Church opened up for Metallica on that tour, and that helped them out. So that was kind of cool for those guys, man. wonder if he got double pay. He probably did. Maybe he got a bonus. I do. I got candy all over the place here. I got candy everywhere. I don't... I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to eat it all to get it out of the way, I guess. I don't know. 
<laughs> Pass me some Neckos, man. What do you have any of those? Woo! Wow, someone devour these. It's not watch the children pay. It's watch Chris eat all the Neckos. <laughs> A killer right here, dude. Metal Church, one of those unsung heroes of the of the 80s metal, 80s thrash. Uh, they definitely uh, paved the way for a lot of bands. They're one of those first ones that kind of really started out with thrash. And uh, man, I wish they would have got it would get more uh, accolades for what they did. But man, Metal Church killer. I don't know. Maybe it had something to do with the name Metal Church. I don't know. Maybe they kind of got blackballed because of church in their name. But I don't know. You want to bring me to the next song? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let me see if I can get the now sure. There we go. All right. Same thing with this thrasher metal theme of Halloween. I brought us some King Diamond, uh, a Danish rock band. Um, you know, uh, love the falsetto. Oh. You know, Chris, this was... One of those songs that, when I first heard it, I wasn't sure who they were, and then as I, you know, uh, heard it, you know, over and over and over, I found out who they were, and you know, King Diamond was one, of, was also was one of the singer for Merciful Fate, yep. who was also part of that dark heavy metal kind of theme, horror theme, and you know, they just kicked it. The name of the song is called Welcome Home. Uh, it's from their third album, and uh, them is the name of the album, and they just kind of they rock and roll, baby. So they had a good jam, and I, I thought it was, you know, fucking excellent for what it was. I remember seeing King Diamond in all the rock magazines, and being a little bit scared. Had the white makeup, the black makeup. His makeup blows Kiss's makeup out of the water. Upside, remember he had the upside down cross on his forehead? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? This guy's crazy. Then the first time you hear him sing, you're like, holy shit, dude. His voice is amazing. One of the, one of the great voices of metal. No one ever talks about him. I don't get you it. No, he, he does have that high uh, uh, falsetto. Pitch, falsetto, yeah. you know, and, and it works. It's clean, too. Fucking you know, clean. He, he just rips it and stuff like that, man. You know a lot of their songs about dark imagery yeah, and shit it. like that, man. It works. I'm not gonna lie, man. Yeah, man. This song is creepy. It tells a story about like family and grandma and welcome home and who are they and all this kind of stuff. And that's what they did in a lot of their songs. Is they tell a story. Evil, wicked imagery, depending on how you want to kind of take it. But, man, King Diamond, uh, killer, dude. Killer, killer. Listen to that. Sounds like two of them singing. <laughs> it does, huh? Who do you think goes higher, Halford or him? Uh, King Diamond. Whoa. I like that, dude. You ready? Yeah, go ahead and bring me the next song. Yeah. All right, so 
I wanted to change some stuff up. That, and we know this is classic. This is Misfits, Green Hell, an American punk band. Um, name of the album is um, Earth AD um, or slash Wolf's Blood. There was two sides to it. There was an A side and a B side. A was Earth AD. A second side, B, was called Wolf's Blood. Um, you know, the Misfits are just pioneers of whore punk, Chris. And I'm sure you know that, man. This wasn't anything else. Uh, Glenn Danzig, singer. Um, you know, these guys pulled no punches on saying what they liked. They sang about what they did, their sound they loved. And um, most of their songs are, you know, a minute, maybe two, maybe three. I think we'll probably finish this song right now as I'm still yapping. Uh, but that kind of stuff, man. Um, Misfits, what can you say, man? Misfits are great. Um, very, um, almost choked on a, what would it be, an orange vine? Uh, they were, yeah. Boy, I had that horror punk sound. Glenn Dan- Zan- Danzig with his vocals. You can identify him right away. Their whole thing was about like zombies and death and macabre and all that kind of stuff. Their imagery went right along with it. This, their skull um, uh, yeah, uh, emblem, whatever, is, is definitely identifiable right away. These guys are great, dude. The Misfits. Uh, I, I got into them because of my brother. It's one of his favorite bands. And, man, I love it. Love it. What do you want? Do you want to ready to move on? Yeah. Let, well, let's not hold off on the music now. But I was going to say let's uh, hold off on to the next topic, which we're going to talk about. We know this is Halloween, and I wanted to bring um, – I asked Chris to watch two movies. We're going to talk about them real fast. And, of course, these movies are from our past. Um, some fun things. Um, Chris is not really into super scary movies, but I wanted to talk about a movie or two. And, I am a little bitch. And um, I asked them to watch uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original, with Christy Swanson, and uh, Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. So we're going to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Teen Wolf Slayer. or Teen Wolf? Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer first. Oh, Okay. Um, you know, going on to uh, my first incarnation of Buffy the Vampire Stare that I heard um, definitely was a movie. I saw the movie in the theaters. Um, I think what attracted me to the movie first, Chris, was the soundtrack because I heard the soundtrack first before I heard before I saw the movie. And if you don't know, there are uh, it's a combination of punk, not punk, pop, and then kind of there's a little bit of heavy metal in there uh, type of maybe rock and and two notable uh, songs were definitely Ozzy's Party Animal um, and Rob Halford which is the first time doing solo something and he was technically still part of Judas Priest was uh, Light Comes Out of Black mm-hmm. um, they were both at the end of the movie uh, but it was still good um, you know Chris I have to say that this movie was Definitely fun. I haven't seen it in a while, and it did give me a couple of chuckles. There was a lot of actors who in there uh, saw. Did you see the um, uh, Ben Affleck was in there? Of course I did. For he was playing one. basketball. Um, there was another gentleman um, that was in there, too. He was also part of the basketball. Wait a minute. I'm talking the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> there was another gentleman in there. Uh, let me see. Uh, Pee Wee Herman was in there. Okay, yeah. Pee Wee Herman was in there. Uh, Paul Rubens. Paul he Rubens. played like the second... From the top vampire, yeah. Seth Green was an uncredited and uh, 
What uh, the Arquette? Who was it? David Arquette? No, the other one. Alexis Arquette was also in it. But yeah, David Arquette was in. It. He was like one of those top second top characters. But yeah, yeah, he was uh, Luke Perry's um, characters. Uh, fun. You know what was funny about this too, Chris? Was Donald Sullivan? Donald Sullivan. So I'm watching Sutherland. Sutherland. I'm watching it and I'm watching him and I'm looking at it as he's younger, right? He does look like Kiefer Sutherland, his son, a lot. It or his, his, the father looks like. The son looks like the father now that, you know, Keither's a little older and doing that kind of stuff. So I thought it was pretty funny. But, you know, I, I always kind of think that Donald Sutherland always looks the same. He doesn't look like he ever gets older. Yes. Yes. That's Never the, looks like he gets older. Uh, do you know, my, I always think of him as the same guy from National Lampoon's Animal House. Mm, you know, no. just that stoner teacher. Because he has that look, and most of the movies that, like, especially do this one, he was at, he had a, a collared shirt on, had a tie, a hat, and a Trent overcoat. He just kind of looks like a college professor type of ordeal. Mm -hmm. So I saw this movie. Started watching it last night. Finished watching it this morning. Now I'm trying to decide how to describe it. But I will say this. This movie is terrible. <laughs> movie's terrible and I don't know if it's terrible because when I saw it when it first came out I was like wow this movie's pretty good and then that was the last time I saw it so this came out in 92 and I probably haven't seen it since like 93, 92 mm -hmm. so we're talking 30 years man it did not age very well I mean no offense to the movie was it fun to watch yeah it was fun to watch dude because okay. the whole time I'm like oh my god oh my god I roll I roll I roll Luke Perry Terrible, <laughs> terrible in the movie. The acting is all horrible. Even, even Donald Sutherland's acting is kind of, eh. and but the Valley Girl talk and speak is kind of, yeah. Like, dude, that was like seven, eight years ago. Stop. It's ninety two. It's not like that anymore. But it's kind of funny. I talk all the shit about it, but I did enjoy watching it. So it was a enjoyably watching a bad movie. So I guess that's the best way I can put it. I'll I'll give it another thirty years. See how it does. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes dark, man. I mean, look what it did. It spawned a TV series. Yes. Um. So you no, know, the 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 Buffy the Vampire Slayer lives on. Yes. You know, uh, I do have to. Sorry, say guys. That, I'm eating candy. Uh, you know, there was there was another actor in there from the beginning, which um, I did like too. His name was Sasha. I don't know his last name, but he was one of the main characters from Days of Confused. So when I saw him again, I kind of laughed. Sasha at, Root. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Sasha Jensen. Jensen. There you go. Uh, it made me laugh. He only had a couple of scenes that he was in there, uh, but it made me laugh, and it was fun. Like, oh, yeah, the days to confuse. He probably did that after or before or during, whatever, um, days to confuse. But it was funny seeing some of these actors um, do these quick cameos and do some roles. And, nope. yes, the action was kind of funky. You know, they have um, – you know, <laughs> killing her. Her. Oh, you did, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. Did you see the 80s montage um, uh, action scene? Uh, which one? So when she was when she finally agreed to thinking, OK, I'm I'm a slayer. I'm going to start working out. Oh, when she started like kicking the, bo the yeah, punching bag and the all punching that bag stuff. And stuff like the that. training montage. The oh, 20 God. montage. That was it. Come on. That was classic 80s training <sighs> montage. I didn't see that her. Was cool. Yeah, but I didn't see her get any better. <laughs> it's a movie. They have ninety minutes to get you in and out. I will say this. 
as much as we t- as I'm talking shit, this was the first movie that Hilary Swank was in. This was her on-screen oh, okay. debut. She played one of her friends, um, David Arquette. Yeah, his big break, you know, kind of breakthrough kind of role. Also, Ricky Lake was uncredited. She was also in the movie, and like we said, Ben Affleck, Seth Green, Alexis Arquette. But man, a lot of big players in this one. Uh, it just doesn't for me. It doesn't hold up. Just does not hold up. So that's all I want to say about it. You want to go to the next movie? Yes, definitely. Let's go. You start off. I oh, did the first one. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Now, here's another movie that is from our childhood. And I kind of went in this with the same lens. Like, how good is this movie, actually? And to be honest with you, <laughs> Michael J. Fox was... was uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? He starred in this role. This this only could have been him. Without Michael J. Fox in this movie, it's terrible. He's the reason he carries the movie, which the star should. It's kind. Of, it's really campy. It's really like. It's almost like at times they forget that it's a werewolf movie. Yes, you know, and, and yes, it, it's a. It, now all of a sudden it's a basketball player movie or something. I don't know what's yes. going on. Um, but man, the, another movie that spawned on all these things. Had Teen Wolf 2, had an animated series, yes. the MTV series. Now, I think they're, they, a couple years ago or last year, they had a movie, another movie that was a continuation. They have another series. They have all this shit going on. It's all Teen Wolf or Teen Wolf, however you want to say it. I I like the movie. I think it's one of the best. I don't necessarily think it's one of the best, but you know I love anything that Michael J. Fox is in, so I'm going to give him a little benefit of the doubt. But um, it, it was pretty good. It's a pretty good movie, and, you know, it's not like a scary werewolf. And I love how you proceed everything by saying Chris doesn't like scary movies. I do not like scary movies. So I was fine watching these. Maybe next year we'll step it up a little bit. Okay. But uh, Teen Wolf, I can watch it. Love it. Yeah. Um, you know what I did like? But you know what? It is very classic 80s movie where, you know, the kid trying to figure himself out and then little things start to happen to him. The hair started to grow. Um, I think one during the basketball game, which it was funny because if you notice, he was the smallest person on the, uh, you know, on on in the on the court. It's like he hit super puberty. Yeah, super puberty. And you know, it's like traditional. Like there was a handful of people watching the the game. Uh, his friends there, his his buddy Styles, which. To a point, got annoying to me, but I kind of, I you know seen the movie before, so I wasn't too like, oh my god, I hate this dude, um, and you know it was just he wants to be a star or he wants to be recognized, acknowledged. How about that one? Mm-hmm. He wants to be acknowledged, um, and then uh, when he starts to wolf out is when the popularity started to come. He kind of wanted to c- compress it, but then he couldn't, and once the wolf came out, everybody just wanted. To, the wolf, the girl, the the girl the he wolf. wanted, you know, she started to pay attention to him. The girl, which he ended up, he was best friends with and who had a thing for him. He always kind of overlooked her. But in the end, that was the girl he ended up with. Boof. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the other things that were very memorable is they did um, do this movie in South Pasadena. So the, if you ever notice, you drive around uh, South Pasadena on Fair Oaks or I think Pasadena itself. Uh, there are some notable um, uh, streets. So like when he is on top of the van 
and he's kind of windsurfing. That was in Pasadena, uh, that kind of stuff. So they did some of the houses too. I think I've, I've driven you. I think I've taken you a few houses that mm-hmm. were most notable. Yeah, we went and in, saw like the Back to the Future stuff and and Back to the Future stuff. I think Pee Wee Herman, uh, some Halloween type of house sets and stuff. Here's a question for you. <coughs> in between candy corns, Teen Wolf when it came out in theaters first weekend debuted at number two. Oh, shoot. Okay. Do you know what movie was in number one? No. Back to the Future. Get out of town. I will not get out of town. I'm firmly planted right here. Back to the Future was still in the theaters when Teen Wolf. So Michael J. Fox had the number one and number two movies. He just rode that wave. I love Michael J. Fox, dude. He is awesome. I love Michael J. Fox. You know what? I love Teen Wolf. I'm going to go back on everything I said. I could watch Teen Wolf. I might watch Teen Wolf right now. Go back and watch Teen Wolf. Do you watch part two? No, Jason Bateman's not my favorite. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready to go, yeah. dude. Yeah, let's go back to the music. Hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not ready. All right. Here we go. All right, guys. This next trio of songs, I'm going to deem it the trio of terror. Um, this, These songs are going to go out to my special uh, fan, Julie, Jules. These next three songs are dedicated to you. Uh, and um, what more can I say is I thank you. I love you. And uh, thank you for uplifting me and my hardened times this year. Um, if you don't know, um, my wife passed away last November. And Julie was one of the ones that when I called, I don't want to say took it harder than me, but she, she did take it hard. And she's been a staple or a rock in my life. And uh, she and Van were... Um, love Halloween and stuff and definitely AFI which is this band uh, is definitely one of their favorites uh, yes this is AFI or also A Fire Inside um, from the All Hollows EP um, an American punk band Halloween what more can I say Does this song kicked ass took names I love AFI for who they are. I think I loved them more of their modern sound than this sound right here, Chris. You know? Uh, why don't you go ahead and bring me to the next song on that one? I would love to go to the next one. All right. Um, this next song is uh, uh, one of their favorite bands, uh, a band called Tiger Army. Uh, the, the name of the song, Afterworld. Um, this was the song Van and Julie used to tell each other that I love you till the afterworld. This is definitely something that I I knew about those two. Um, the name of the album is Music from Regions Beyond. This is an American psychobilly band from Los Angeles. They formed in 1996. Uh, the only original member right now is Nick 13, which is the lead singer, the guitarist, and vocalist. Um, this is from their fourth album. And if you don't know the name of the title of the album, it comes from uh, a line spoken 
in one of the Disneyland rides, the uh, Haunted Mansion, music from regions beyond. Um, you know, oh, one more thing, Chris, before I go on this one. Did you know Davey Havoc is one of the backup singers uh, for this song, Afterworld? I, I did not know that. You know, I didn't let you talk yet. So, Chris, any any suggestion on AFI and Tiger Army? No, you said you said everything. I'm honestly, I'm not a big fan of either band at all. At uh, all. Either band or the style of music? Not not for you? No, not for me. All right. Uh, definitely, I love it. Um, you know, Tiger Army is coming out with. Uh, they usually pay a Halloween. Uh, concert at the end of the year, so our end of this month, and definitely I'm going to. They'll be at the Palladium this year, uh, October 27th. You know me, I always show up. Uh, it's called October Flame. Um, as many as they had, I think I've gone to uh, three or four of them. I always have a good time. I love it. I think Tiger Army's a great man. Um, and what more can I say? Anyways, uh, Julie, I know this is one of your favorite songs. I definitely dedicate. You know, first song, second song, and this last song to you. Um, here we go. We're going to end it with the third song. All right. Name of this band is called Horror Pops. Um, the name of the song is called Thelma and Louise. Um, this is a Danish punk band uh, formed in 1996, and they are definitely a psychobilly type band. Um, the lead singer Patricia Day is unbelievably crazy and beautiful and she has a thought um, she dealt with cancer and she overcame it but she definitely has a certain style that a lot of people love and a lot of people like so you know they are definitely one of a kind band so uh, this was definitely a song that I needed to play for them um, what can I say Thelma and Louise that was kind of Julie and Vanessa in their, in their same style and stuff. So. We're going to hit a little bit of the song. Then we're going to move on to the our final subject. Um, and you know, call it a day. But Sounds good. This was definitely something to play on Halloween. can't see how we're still eating candy and having a good time. I think I ate all the candy that was on my side of the table. It's all gone. I didn't get no Tootsie Rolls. Let me get the Tootsie Rolls. All the candy is gone. All I got is this that I'm going to use later. <laughs> and I'm going to eat later? So go ahead and fade this a little bit, Chris. Well... All right. All right, guys, we're coming close to the end of our uh, super spectacular Halloween episode, part three, season of The Witch. Any uh, last words from Chris? Uh, like anything special you're doing this year? Anything fun and exciting? No, not, you got going not, on? not really. No, uh, you know, no trick or treating? No coming up as uh, any costumes coming up? No, no. My, my big Halloween event is the show. So that's what I look forward to every year. Um, Doing the show, eating the candy, talking about music, talking about movies. Don't yeah, that's it, man. That that's 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 life. Podcast is life. Yeah, podcast. That, that's is life. it, man. Oh, that's that's what I'm 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 here for. And uh, 
Um, I look forward to this is the third year we're doing this, and I look forward to it every year, man. The Halloween episode's the best. Awesome. I love it. Why, why don't you go ahead and bring me to the last song we got going? Last song. Let's go. Hold up. Let me get... Do, 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 do. Hold up. There we go. Let me get everything. So I came up with this playlist, and I've heard this song before, and um, I liked it, and I'm pretty much sure Chris never heard it. So I wanted to bring it to him and bring a different style. All right. Um, this name. You're right. I, I had never heard this. Name of the artist is Umani. U-M-A-N-I. This is two gentlemen. One's a beat producer. One is a guitarist, singer, and songwriter. And what they did is they covered Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. Um, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> Do you really? I hate it. Why? Uh, if you're going to play Iron Maiden, you're going to play Iron Maiden. You're not going to play, uh, honestly, a little acoustic cover on Halloween. You want Number of the Beast. You want it in your face. You want 666. You want it all there. And this sounds like some hipster doofus, shitty ass cover of a fucking kick ass metal song. I hated it. I listened to it once for sake of the podcast, and every time it came back on the playlist when I listened to it again, I just skipped over it. I did not like it it at all. Did not like it at all. Got it. I believe this is the beautiful, haunting cover of Iron Maiden, where when we talk about covers from, from people, sometimes you need to take it and make it your own, add your own style and vibe to it. So I believe that these two artists did that to it. Oh yeah, they did. They gave it I'm their. Sh- I'm sure Mommy gave him their own sound. So, if this is what they sound like, I don't like what they sound like. So, I'm not gonna like their cover. I want the Iron Maiden version. That's all I'm saying. You know. So yeah, they did. Which is exactly what you said. When you do a cover, you kind of want to put your own thing on it. You don't want to ruin it, but you want to put your own thing. So that's probably what they did. I've never heard anything else by them. So I'm sure this is all. Is this what they all sound like? All the. I I I don't know. You know, this is the Justin only song that I listen to it from this band. And to me, it's a moody thing. Yes, we know all the lyrics. We're singing it in our head. Are we screaming it? No, but we're giving it a different sound. And that's what, to me, it was. And that's what me to works with this band and stuff like that. Is it different? Yes. Is it? it you know, Chris, I'll give you that. It is a hipster version of this shit because of the beats in it that you're hearing the sounds the guitarist the acoustic guitar he's doing the way he's singing it agree with you but to me it works and for a cover I'm okay with it to me it this is one of those things is that people sit here and they I'm sure people say this too oh you guys you and Chris you guys love the same stuff you guys are all into the same stuff this is an instance where we are come we have diff, totally different point of views yeah which is you don't want to listen to people that have the same point of view you don't want to listen to me and Greg all day long say this is great that's great this right here this is great right here us disagreeing on something I think it's hot garbage Greg thinks it's great I, that's awesome I think that's awesome and that's what that's what keeps our friendship alive is being different at times. But 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I want to hear Iron Maiden. I want to hear Iron Maiden. I'm right and you're wrong. Okay. That's, That's all fine. you got to know. That's, That's all you got to know, Chris. Nothing wrong with being wrong. <laughs> all right. Why don't you bring me to the outro? We'll say goodbye to everybody. We'll kiss them and bite them goodnight. All right. Let's go. And we'll take off from there. All right. You want to end it? You want to say your final words? Yeah. I, uh, I had never even heard this song. I didn't even know it had existed. Um, I do know that it's from the soundtrack of uh, Yellow Jackets, which I've never seen. Um, I'll let you say whatever you want to say about it, because if I say anything about it, I'll probably rant on for 10 minutes about how terrible I think this song is also. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible song. <laughs> terrible. And if you want to argue with me, you can get a hold of us at BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok or Instagram, BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Go to Facebook. YouTube is the place to be, guys. YouTube. Search the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. That's three Gs, one in the front, two in the back. Let's hear from you. Get involved. Subscribe, like, comment, and happy Halloween, everybody. Love it. All right, guys, this is right. Chris said it. The name of the song is called No Return. Um, Singer is Alanis Morissette. Yes, the same one that did some screaming from Canada, eh? Um, this is an extended version from the original Soundcheck series, Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Uh, season one was good. Season two was kind of crazy. Um, they are coming out with a season three. I definitely like the episodes. I like the series. Um, from the first time I heard this song, I thought it was a little wild and out there. I liked it enough to save it and put it on my Halloween episode. Um, what more can I say? I think this is a good, fun song. It's different. It's a little weird, um, scary in a sense, uh, mis- a little mystery, um, and it's cool. Anyways, beyond that, thank you very much for joining us on our third annual Halloween episode season of The Witch Um, I thank you very much thank you for enjoying all our music all the candies all the fun and bullshit that me and Chris would talk about Um, thank you and we'll see you happy Halloween if you love this season as much as I do Halloween rocks go out and you know support all the haunted stuff that's out there all the rides all the attractions everything in your city and you know enjoy life super spooky halloween what more can we say we love it thank you take care and we'll see you next time this is greg from the big talk podcast see ya